Welcome to the Our Infinite God podcast. This podcast exists to encourage the local church to right thinking and right actions by meditating on God. We believe that right understanding of our infinite God will give us a clearer picture of everything else. My name is Alex Cook. My name is Philip Long. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Philip. Hey, man. How you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing really well, especially considering where we are. Yeah, uh, where are we? (laughs) We are in Halitla, Mexico. How did I get here? That's a great question. Oh, yeah, I remember the 10-hour layover now. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. Alex, we have the awesome privilege of of interviewing somebody today, so I want you to introduce the person we're interviewing today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So this is Christina. Christina Watson. Hi, everybody. Hey. So, um, she is our, oh my goodness, translator slash ministry leader slash hero. Slash hero slash uh, joy box coordinator (laughs) slash children's event organizer. Dot, 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 dot. We'll talk about that. Yeah. You're going to make it sound like a lot more than it is. <laughs> no, it's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. it is. Yeah. So, yeah, we are thrilled to be interviewing you and just kind of talk about your life, uh, the ministry you're a part of here, uh, and some cool stuff like what's your favorite food here. <laughs> I'll start with the first question. Tell yep. me a little bit about you. I'm Christina. I was born here in Mexico, uh, and I've been been here ever since. Uh, I live with my family. I'm 18, and I am a children's teacher. Yeah, awesome. That's a, that's a very simple and concise way of saying what you do. <laughs> yep. I'm still on the Keep first going. question because mm-hmm. this this is this isn't the most important question we'll ask, but I think it's up there. What's your favorite food here <laughs> in Mexico? Mexico's got some. There's a lot, lot to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like a bit of everything, uh, but I'd have to probably say um, mole. Mole. That's what we had a couple of days ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, but not yeah. that one. Not not that one. Not that, that one. That had way okay. too much cinnamon. In okay, it. <laughs> can you explain real quick what moly is? Moly. Well, um, my favorite one is one that I make, and it is a you get chicken broth, chicken, um, and make a salsa, uh, so a chipotle yeah. salsa, and then you put it in there and cook it for about an hour, and then that's. All right, Candace, you better take notes on this. Well, there's, there is, I was talking to my wife through the yes. podcast the, real the, quick. There's a YouTube video of the whole recipe. Oh, really? So, we will check that yeah, down. That is online. Your YouTube video? Yes. yes. Okay, that's something else we have to add in here. Christina also it started, how long ago was that? Two years ago, a year ago? No, 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 no. I think it was more like four months ago. Oh. So it has been, hasn't been that long. Okay. Yeah, Christina's got her own YouTube video, uh, and what's the title of it? Uh, Life in Mexico. Life in Mexico. Nice. Yeah, so you can learn about a missionary kid and then also how to make mole. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> yes. how do you pronounce it? Mole. Mole. Thank Classic you, Philip. Alex. So, Classic Alex. Yeah, I will mispronounce it if you can. Yes. Um, well, we want to ask you a little bit, Christina, about your passions and I'll tell you why I want to ask this. Just in this few days, um, man, it's just incredible to see your heart uh, for the people around here. And yes, primarily kids, but the way you love on uh, everybody you've seen. So just tell me a little bit about kind of your passion. What drives you? Because you're, you know, I, it's one thing for your parents to be here as missionaries. But as a missionary kid, you could have just, you know, kind of ridden along and done whatever. But you're not. You're a leader. 
So something is driving that. What What are you passionate about? What What gets you so fired up? Well, I have to once say Jesus. He does it all, and He's Amen. the one who gave me all of the passion that I have. Amen. Um, but yes, I could have already left if I wanted to. Uh, my parents have already given me the opportunity, and they would not have held me here if I didn't want to be here. But I have made the decision very, very early on. Uh, I think I was six years old. And it was before I was saved, but somehow God kind of showed me that he wanted me to work with kids and that there was a bigger mm. purpose mm. for everything uh, for my life. And I first started out wanting to uh, build an orphanage. Um, and then as the years kind of go by, I was 13, and one of my friends was a children's teacher at a church uh, in the town that I lived in at that point. And I kind of just started going to her church a little bit. And the pastor and his wife and her, they kind of taught me how to... Uh, be a children's teacher a little bit and I just really got into it because you know my dad raised me in a way uh, just teaching me about God who he is and everything and the importance of teaching others that mm -hmm. and for me I was privileged enough to grow up knowing all of these things and knowing more than the average kid that even if they are in a Christian family would know about Jesus and so that kind of drove me to share it with others and mm -hmm. um just share it with the other kids, and I wanted to teach them what I had, had the privilege of learning. That's yeah. awesome. Great. Okay, well, I'll put you on the spot a little bit. What is a crazy story that you have from your experience here in Mexico? Well, there's lots. Um, <laughs> can imagine. Um, let's see. I guess one of the first ones that really had anything to do with the children's church that we started uh, about four years ago, or no, yeah, four years ago almost, um, was we were planning a our first children's event here in Hilitla and uh, we noticed we're hanging up flyers, we're excited about the event, it's a month before and then the the Catholic Church yeah. all of a sudden starts putting up flyers for a kids event they've never done oh. <laughs> on the same day yeah. as mine. <laughs> so Total that coincidence. Was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I asked, it was totally mm. a coincidence. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's one of them. Uh, another one, I had a student, her name is Susie, um, and she is about a block from the church. Hang on, I'm sorry, I've got to interrupt because mm -hmm. I, I feel like we need to share a, or add on a little bit something. Is uh, So the Catholic Church that we see down here is not Christianity. At all. In these areas, and so, that's, uh, so people who would be listening to this podcast might not pick up on that because mm -hmm. in the States... There's not a lot of the stuff in Catholicism that is down here. And I so, have a lot of family who are, are, not a lot, I have a few cousins who are, they say they're Catholic in the States, but then I've sat down and talked to them and asked them about it, and I truly believe that they are saved and they're mm -hmm. Christians. Yep. Uh, Catholicism down here is a little bit different. It's more of a controlling environment, I would have to say, where um, the priest is mainly one he's out for money and yeah. doesn't really teach anything the people in the catholic church here are not allowed to read their bibles are mm. not allowed to do any of those sorts of things so not allowed to seek knowledge whatsoever um and they are full-on worshiping mary and other angels and prophets and gods besides jesus so we see in um first timothy chapter two it says that there's one god one mediator and uh, we're not seeing that in the Catholic Church here. Absolutely You have not. to go through the priest before you can get to God, and that's not biblical. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then it's also works-based, where mm -hmm. if you don't do this, 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 and this, you can't go to heaven. Yes. Whereas 
we believe the Bible says is in Christ alone for salvation. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we, we do need to clear that up. Yes, that yeah. is something I can get in trouble for a lot when I'm in the States talking about that. Um, but how is the saying as a girl, her name is Susie, she's one of my, one of my students, um, and she started coming to children's class with me a few, uh, about a, almost a year ago, I would like to say, and uh, she, it was all good for a while, but then there happened to be um, a change in her life, and she started talking about Jesus to her family, Amen. and her grandmother was a really, really solid um, Catholic down mm-hmm. here, and um, she ended up having a problem with it. So she decided to try to bribe her granddaughter with 30 Barbie dolls wow. and a really big birthday party. That's in Halitla. Yes. I, okay, I think I remember who this is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, That's hard so, to turn down. Yeah, and the girl, she came to me and told me about it. And also, you know, her mom wanted her to listen to her grandma. Her mom didn't have a big say in it because they were living in their grandparents' house. So she asked me if it would be a big deal if I came on her grandpa's steps and of his store, and will teach her a Sunday school lesson every Sunday. Wow. So I've been able to do that a couple times, but then also I've been able to uh, talk to her mother, and her mother is now letting her go to children's class yes. every now and then. So That's it's, great. That's fantastic. It's working a little bit That's slowly. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Let me back up just from there because you've already alluded to it, but um, and y'all were laughing the other day about like your website trying to get all 4,000 different ministries that y'all do <laughs> on there. But specific to you, you've made reference to your children's ministry. We've seen that in a few different ways. What are some of the... Tell us just a little bit about the different children's ministries you, you're a part of. Like at the um, church and out in different places. So primarily I started and I was a, a children's teacher here in a town. I was under another young girl. Um, we were we just wanted to start something that we, were be, we would be able to uh, be a part of because back then uh, ladies weren't allowed to um, do as much and we were put in a position where we could we were it was at the beginning of like a timeline where there was more ladies that wanted to stand up and do something in the church but mm-hmm. weren't able to or didn't see a spot to go so me and one of my friends who was living here with me at the time uh, we decided to start a children's class here in town and eventually it kind of grew when we did our first event where we started going to other places that didn't have uh, children's classes and doing an event there. But then while we're there, encouraging and trying to ra- uh, raise up other young ladies to take our spot when we leave. And then from there, I provide all of the children's material for all of the teachers around in our works. That's yeah, awesome. That's great. How, about how many works is that? Um, last time I checked, 40. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think for the children's classes that I have personally, uh, or, or my um, overseeing, I think we have about ten or twelve. That's great. Wow. So there's still a lot more to get to, but I think yesterday actually marked thirteen. That's great. Awesome. So. That's great. Yeah, and just to provide the background of why we're here, we're here a part of a joy box ministry. Yep. But what's great, and this is really how it should be, and no thanks to me. I, of course, I'm just kind of you know along for the ride, but. It's awesome how you set it up because our the little bit we add is just kind of the add-on at the end to kind of help encourage it. But it's been awesome to see it's VBS but on steroids <laughs> and in Mexico, uh, just in an incredible way for us to just drop in on these uh, churches to help these local churches, and then to see the way you've organized and you've got you know native you know Mexican leaders mm-hmm. uh, leading songs, teaching Bible studies, you're teaching. And, you know, hours that we're spending there in the street or yesterday or the other day at the church. 
and that's just awesome to see the way you've got all that organized. Thank <laughs> you, a, and I did not do it. That will be for sure. That was not me at all. Yeah. <laughs> that would all be God. Yeah, well, it's pretty Amen. incredible. I think you were, you were going to ask about another kind of story. What yeah. What kind of story you think she yeah. should tell us? And so you, you did give us a story of kind of like persecution, suffering, uh, or crazy story, hard encounter. Now, what's like the opposite of that? What's uh, an amazing like story uh, where you saw God really show up, like a praise? Um, I would have to see Hector. Uh, Hector, he's one of my students. He just yeah. graduated last Sunday. Oh, um, yeah. Anyway, so I've been teaching him for about the whole time he's been at our children's class. So I'd say almost, I think it was almost, I think I said well ago almost four years. But I think it's actually supposed to be three in March. I cannot remember. But <laughs> he showed up after the first two months with his little brothers. And he's really grown a lot. Uh, you know, him just going to the children's class and learning a lot of things. But then eventually, like you said, I also have the other people that help me. So one of the guys named David, he works as a missionary and as a children's teacher. Um, he really stepped up because I was not able to go all the way because Hector's a, he's a boy. David has kind of stepped into that role as the almost the boy youth pastor kind of thing, children's teacher. Uh, but then my brother will kind of be there with me and David and we've been able to have the privilege of helping this boy grow in Christ and uh, we've really seen a change in his life but now since he's graduated children's class and over the past few months the last few months he was there he started going out with David to other churches and started preaching or not preaching but like testifying about what he learned in children's class that week so it's really been a really amazing to see him grow in that way and learn and see that he's learning something there and yeah. he's he's given it out and he's also like the provider of his home and everything so it's really awesome to see wow that. hector's the provider of his home yeah pretty much uh you wow. probably saw his mom downstairs yep. Yep. uh so her husband is a drunk mm. and does not like his family very much he uh mm. he uh has been known to abuse them but actually a few weeks ago another part of that story is a few weeks ago, we went on a week-long trip, outreach trip thing. Yeah. We brought all the guys in the van and everything. Um, and I didn't... I told David he could invite Hector, but we were not sure how that would go over, you know, a week, 12 hours away. And how old is Hector? He's 14. 14. He just, he just turned 14. He's the 14. provider of the house. Uh, and, yes, he has his own uh, alotha stand uh, yeah. and his own fruit stand and then goes to school. Wow. So and he provides and then, most of the money for his home. And then in getting involved in <clears throat> testifying and, yes. and giving testimonies yes. of his life in church. And he is and he is not aware, but next week he'll be offered a job with my dad at the ranch. Wow. To help, awesome. help boost that providing of his home a little bit so he'll be able to That's awesome. be closer with us and work closer. That's great. That's fantastic. That's great. So uh, how long has your family been in Mexico? Um nineteen years, I think. Nineteen years. Yes. Your whole life. <laughs> Yes, yeah. that was a little bit here. more. That's <laughs> a little exactly, bit more than my whole life. Yes. That was part of what I was about to get to. Uh, if, if people are listening, they're probably having the same thought I have. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this this girl, she's she's got it figured out. She's got plans. And how old are you? Eighteen. Eighteen. I asked her yesterday if she was ready for her twenty eighth birthday. Just yeah. how she acts uh, and how mature she is. So that's pretty awesome. We're just I'm just incredibly amazed at how mature you are, just in general, but especially for being eighteen. Uh, so that's just an amazing testimony to what God's doing in you and through you. Um, one of the questions I have for you, especially related back to our context, is that a lot of people um, 
when they think of missions, they think of one of two things, either some like superhuman professionals like you guys who are on the field long term, or the only other category they really think about is short-term missions, because in the last, you know, three, four decades that has exploded in the United States, um, and that's kind of been a mixed bag of positive and negatives. Uh, we're obviously here on a short-term trip just to hear it you know, support your ministry for the week. But um, tell us just a little bit about your experience. And I know that's uh, a long story, but just tell a little bit about your experience. Maybe some not so good parts of short-term missions, if there are some, and some good good parts, if you've seen some. Um, I have definitely had my share of both of good parts and bad parts. Uh, so Alex has really given a, a different type of view on it because he's a short, he does short-term missions, but then he comes down here. A few times a year, which is really awesome, and I think any group, all the groups that he's brought has been a really awesome group. Um, however, I have had lots of experience with um, short-term missions that go wrong or don't end well. Yeah. Um, and I'd say mainly um, people who would come down here um, and have a different type of mentality, like. Um, they knew the people and knew everything about them and they like had a mentality where they couldn't learn mm. and especially in my family we try to i know a lot of people this sounds really weird in my family we try to have a mentality where you know there's always something new to learn even if we've yeah. been here almost 20 years right. there's always something new to learn yeah. yeah but then it's really dangerous when you get short-term missionaries who come down here and think they already know everything about yeah. them yeah, um, a lot of preconceived yes, ideas. And, and um, it gets kind of dangerous because they will, um, you know, they'll go into a village like that and sometimes offend a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, or also, you know, they'll come, there's another type where they'll come down here thinking that all they need to do is just give a lot of money and they want to come yeah. out being the superhero at the end of the week. And that's, that's awesome. And then I will say the people down here, they do um, lack economic help. Yeah. But... It's not the main goal. So yeah. when you come and you put a lot of money on it, a lot of times it ends up hurting the brothers because it gets given to someone and it wasn't the right person to give it to. Yeah. yeah. So I will say I've had my fair share of both. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So in like in five sentences, a paragraph, <clears throat> what would you say to somebody who's thinking about going on a short-term mission trip? Yeah. Um, go. Absolutely go. Um, but then the family or whoever you're staying with, ask a lot of questions because even myself, I've gone to Africa and Guatemala, and even though I come from the mission field, I would I tried to go over there and I'm having a mentality that I could learn something new mm -hmm. and also help, but then also at the same time just learn something new. Um, go share the gospel with whoever you can uh, and get to know the people because really, really... Getting to know the people is probably second to the most important to uh, after sharing the gospel. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I think that that's so important what you said about learning because um, I was just applauding what you did, that perspective of short-term missions to come with a, an attitude of humility to be willing to learn and grow because a lot of what happens in short-term missions uh, is about transforming. I mean, the goal is advancing the gospel, but mm -hmm. the result is that the people that come on the trip are often more transformed than anything we do here, mm -hmm. you know. And so if we can be an encouragement to the long-term missionaries like you and your family, that's that's really what we want to come do. And so, yeah, a short-term group that comes in with all the answers is <laughs> thinking they have all the answers mm -hmm. is missing the point, I think. Mm -hmm. So yes. that's very wise, I think, you to, to observe that. 
Yeah. All right, well, we're wrapping up. I really appreciate you taking the time. And the listeners probably don't know this because Philip has strategically cut them out. But so far, we've been interrupted three times where uh, Christina is so busy. She has to take phone calls <laughs> it's to help with the, the, the ministry. Yeah. You're still, you're still like, logistically putting stuff together for it's the ministry. It's my mom and dad and bullios. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, uh, it's good stuff. And so, as we close, uh, what are your thoughts for the future? Like, what are your plans for the future? Uh, you can share something about some things you are starting or in the midst of. Yes, I am starting uh, the beginning of the orphanage, I guess you could say. Uh, it's a 501c3 and a foundation, uh, so that hopefully in the next five years, is, or no, four years is the plan to have an up and running orphanage and a rehabilitation center. That's online. awesome. So. Yeah. What, what's pretty cool is what you were sharing with me yesterday about your status, the ability, the opportunity you can, you have to do that your parents can't do. So yes. explain yes. that to us. Yeah. Uh, because God is sovereign and he knew that I needed to be born in Mexico to Amen. be able to do most of these things, uh, he somehow managed uh, to have it where I was born in Mexico, to, so I'm privileged to be a Mexican-American, as the people would say here, even though my parents are white and from Alabama. Uh, so really, uh, I was, since I was born here, I've been given the privilege to, uh, you know, vote, but then also, uh, I have the privilege of being able to do way more in the, I don't know how to, the business, not the business world, the government, government, governmental, I don't know. There's paperwork (laughs) stuff that you can do that, even though your dad's been here longer than you, he can't even do. Yeah, so my dad cannot open a foundation, a ministry, or any of those types of things. In Mexico, yeah, a Mexican has to do it. Wow. So, and because I was born here, I'm able to take advantage of that. Yeah. And I'm able to start it, and I can actually go back and forth between my passports if needed, because sometimes you know, just Mexican people get thrown in the pile, and it just kind of sits there for a minute. But then, since I also have an American passport, I can try to push it ahead as well. So. Kind of like Paul <laughs> when he used his Romans. Yep. yep. Uh, a Roman citizen. Yeah, to his advantage yep. for the gospel. Yep. Well, Christina, this has been awesome, and we really appreciate uh, you doing this. And the other ev- the other th- fruit that comes out of this is that we're proving that something good can come out of the state of Alabama. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, well, I think but, my dad can disagree with you on that. I don't really go into football. But. No, I, no, I, no, the state of Alabama. I wasn't even trying to bring that up. I was saying I, born, I was born in Alabama. That's where I grew up. See, good things can come. Like good things coming out of Nazareth for Jesus. So that's good. Um, Christina, we don't always do this in our podcast, but I really want to take a minute to pray over you and your yeah. family. Can we do that before yes, we close? Thank right, you. Let's pray. God, I just thank you so much for Christina and for the ministry you're doing uh, in her life, uh, the passion that you are growing in her life uh, to share the faith uh, that you have given to her. God, I thank you for the skills uh, and the spiritual gifts that you've given to her. God, it's been awesome to see her leadership and uh, her love for people. God, I thank you for the way she connects people well uh, to one another. God, I thank you for her language skills, for her to be uh, obviously so fluent and good in English, but to also just do such a good job communicating in Spanish uh, to the people around here. God, we pray over uh, her ministry even today uh, as she goes and shares with children. Uh, I pray over uh, the rest of this week and over all that uh, you've put on her heart for the future. Uh, that these different plans and ideas to help people and to spread 
the gospel here, God, that you would bring them to fruition, that you would give her perseverance and patience, uh, that you'd continue to supply uh, all her needs and uh, continue to support and encourage her. So, Lord, we love you. We thank you for what you're doing. In Christ's name, amen. 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 Thank thank you, Christina. Thank you. Thank you all very much. And the way we sign off is, until next time, dwell on our infinite God. Amen.